Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. You're listening to Radio Rounds, a talk show created and hosted by medical students and physicians in training, where today's stories are told by tomorrow's doctors. Coming up on today's Season 11 premiere, I sit down with medical student Stan Tran, who is taking a leave of absence from school in order to run for Congress in his home state of Rhode Island. Tran hopes to impact the lives of his patients in ways both systemic and meaningful, and in the process, begin to shift our American political paradigm from historic gridlock toward collaboration and progress. Uh, in Congress right now, it's more dysfunctional than ever. It's more polarized than ever. And we have people who are very loud and vocal, but I don't think they listen to the issues to the other side. And if you don't have someone who can listen, then nothing is going to get done. So I think this is what we need in, in politics today. And that's a, a, an approach, a different approach I'm bringing in partly because of my training as a medical student. More from this refreshing and empowering conversation with medical student and aspiring congressman Stan Tran, right now on Radio Rounds. Welcome to the Season 11 premiere of Radio Rounds. I'm John Corker. Fresh off of winning a silver medal at the New York Festival's World's Best Radio Program Awards, we could not be more excited to be back with you for our best season yet. We have many more great stories in medicine to share with you, including an interview with Stephen Brill, author of the revealing and critically acclaimed Time Magazine cover story, The Bitter Pill. We'll also speak with Dr. Anthony Fauci, a true pioneer in the treatment of AIDS and other devastating infectious diseases. But today, we are particularly excited to share the story of Stan Tran, a fourth-year medical student who is taking an indefinite leave of absence from school to serve his country and run for Congress. Stan is 26 years old and attends the Warren Albert Medical School of Brown University. Stan is a graduate of Stanford University and taught high school in rural Arizona before going to medical school. While in medical school, he has been president of Brown's AMA chapter, advocated for the homeless community through Rhode Island's Homeless Advocacy Project, and competed both on the Brown cycling team and in Ironman competitions. I started off the interview by asking Tran to explain what's led him down his very unique and intriguing path. Stan Tran, welcome to Radio Rounds. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. So you're a 26-year-old first-generation Vietnamese-American who also happens to have spent time teaching and as a medical student, and now you're running for Congress. Right. Crazy story, right? It certainly is. So my, my, I can tell you my parents are against it. They think it's a bad <laughs> idea. That I'm they think that I should stay in school and finish first and have a practice and then think about running for Congress later. So why don't you tell me why you're for it? Once I, I didn't have any political ambition until after I got to medical school. I came to medical school like probably like yourself and, and like most people because I wanted to help people. I thought that I would learn how to cure diseases, relieve suffering, all the good stuff. And I realized that a lot of suffering happens because of systemic issues that it, we can't address as physicians or in the field of medicine. Like if a patient can't afford medication, that's not really your job to fix. You're supposed to refer that to a social worker or, or someone in that capacity. 
Um, but I think it is our problem as physicians if the patient can't get the, uh, the treatment that you prescribe. I mean, that's a gap between uh, what we know and what we do, and then the patient isn't getting standard care. So, so that's an issue. Um, and I think to fix that, like to get the cost of prescription medication down, is something that requires leadership in, at, at Congress to, to, to fix, not something that we can address as physicians. So that's one of the reasons why. I mean, it's not, it's not just the cost of prescription medication, but there are so many things wrong with, me, with the field of medicine, which I'm sure you know. Things like coordination of care between systems, how broken our electronic medical record system is, um, how doctors aren't getting paid to talk to patients, and, and the, the reimbursement structure, end-of-life care issues. There are so many things that it would be very difficult or impossible to fix in the field of medicine, and this is why I'm taking leave of absence to run for Congress. Well, and Stan, as a medical student, you've been trained, especially having spent a year already treating real patients in the hospital, uh, to address some sometimes very difficult issues uh, in in the care of, of single patients. Now you have an opportunity to move on, potentially, uh, and address difficult topics on a populational or macro scale. How do you think that your medical training uh, influences your mission as a candidate for office? When I first started medical school, I thought being a good doctor meant knowing a lot of different things. Knowing, memorizing lots of facts, recognizing diseases right when you see them, having all the drug doses and mechanisms of actions memorized. I thought that this is what separates a good doctor from an average or mediocre doctor. And through the last three years of medical training, I've changed that opinion. I think what separates a good doctor from a normal average doctor is that a good doctor listens to the patient. Given the situation in healthcare today where you have 15 minutes to see a patient and things are just so fast. Doctors, I, I find, talk too much and don't listen to the patient enough and don't understand where the patient is coming from. Like, getting a patient to quit smoking is so good. I mean, that's going to do so much more for the patient than almost anything else you can do. And getting them to quit smoking isn't about knowing the bad effects of smoking in the body. It's not about facts. It's about listening to your patient, understanding where they're at and, and how much you can change them, right? It's understanding what works, how you can connect to them at their level. So as a politician, that's the approach I've taken is that it's so important to listen to, to, to people, to voters, and that's more important than having ideas or lecturing at them. The election is in November, and right now we're at the end of June, so we're four or five months away. And the people who care about politics now are very opinionated people. And most of my job is to go out and listen to people. I don't really tell them very much. I listen to their concerns and understand where they're coming from. And I think that's, that's what we need in politics today is someone who's willing to listen. Uh, in Congress right now, it's more dysfunctional than ever. It's more polarized than ever. And we have people who are very loud and vocal, but I don't think they listen to the issues to the other side. And, if you don't have someone who can listen, then nothing is going to get done. So I think this is what we need in, in politics today. And that's a, a, an approach, a different approach I'm bringing in, partly because of my training as a medical student. Well, and certainly as medical students, we're trained to be great listeners. We have the most time at any level of our training to actually sit down with patients and hear their stories. Are there any right. other unique skills that you've kind of developed through your medical training that you think will, will really serve you well and in a unique fashion from other candidates for public office? I think in medicine, you're always face making difficult 
important choices with limited information. Right? You can you always want more information. You want the extra tests. You want more imaging done. You want to get those records. But oftentimes you're working against the clock, or you don't have. You know, there are costs of getting that information. Do you really want to expose the patient to another set, another round of X-rays and radiation? Uh, I mean, does the patient require another stick to get that to get the lab that you want? And having that lab would be nice, sure, but is it worth it? So you're always weighing those costs in your head. Um, and you're always working with imperfect information. You're working with the history that's retold by a person that could, may or may not be accurate. The lab values may or may not be accurate. Um, and I think in politics, it's, it's similar in the sense that you're asked to make big, difficult decisions based on imperfect information. Like as, a, as running as a candidate for Congress, I've been asked about foreign policy in Iraq. And I mean, I know... I've, I've read the papers and I know what's out there, but I mean, I, I don't have access to the in, intelligence that the people in office or the president has access to. And I'm asked to have an opinion on this and you have to have an opinion some way, one way or another. And so it's that sort of thing. I think medicine has helped prepare me uh, for is making these big decisions with imperfect information. Sort of doing the best you can with what you have, where you're at in a reasonable way. Does that sound about right? Yep, pretty much. In that same vein, your message seems almost so balanced as to seem anti-establishment. Your views on big issues really crisscross the proverbial aisle, and you often speak of our right as Americans to challenge the status quo. But you're running on the Republican ticket. So why the partisan affiliation? So I think it's, you know, the saying goes that all politics is local. And so I think it's important to look at the situation here in Rhode Island. Of the 75 state representatives that we have, 69 are Democrats and six are Republicans. This is a very one-party system, and there is rampant corruption, insider trading, inside dealings. I mean, politicians here go to prison all the time, and it's it's not a big deal. If you if you know anything about Buddy Sancy, he's been uh, convicted of a felony twice and lost his job as mayor twice. So first he was convicted of a felony, lost his job as mayor, re-ran, ran for mayor again, got his job back, convicted of a felony again, lost his job. And so now he's running for his third time as mayor, and there's a good chance he'll win. This is the kind of place that Rhode Island is. Um, so I, I think having a strong political system requires at least two parties, if not more. You need that competition um, to bring out good ideas. And in this state, the Democrats haven't been very good for the state. We have the highest unemployment rate of any state, the worst business climate, highest tax, worst roads, roads, worst bridges. We're pretty much worse in every way you measure it. And I think partly that's to blame on the broken political system. And so here I'm running as a Republican because I'm against the status quo. I want to be a reform candidate. And then that's why I picked the Republican Party. Now, I'm a different kind of Republican. I'm not the Republican that you see, that you read about on the news. Um, and I think that's what it takes to move things forward and to, to win here is to be a different kind of Republican. We're one of the most bluest states um, in the country. So it's, it's interesting running as a Republican here. And elaborate on that for, uh, for me for a second here, Stan. How are you a different kind of Republican? The Republicans that I read about on the news are very vocal and they oppose Obama. They you know, do what they can to stop Obamacare, to repeal Obamacare, to stop his ideas. 
and they voted over 50 times to repeal Obamacare, and it, it might be higher now. Every time I check, the number goes up. And I think it's time to look at the situation and instead of looking back about looking back at what has been done in the past, we look forward to talk about how to make things better. Look, the problem before Obamacare is that healthcare costs too much. Today, healthcare still costs too much. So instead of faulting one side or the other about what happened a few years ago, how can we look at the situation today and, and fix it to make it better? And I have ideas on how to do that. Um, ideas on how to get the cost of prescription down, ideas on how to coordinate care better between different hospital systems, ideas on how to improve, change the way we approach end of life care. Um, and then these ideas can move the country forward. And that's the kind of thing that we need in Congress in general, in both Democrats and Republicans. And so you don't hear me being angry and upset about what's happening in the past, that you can't change that, but you can change what happens tomorrow. And that's why I'm focused on. So let's switch gears here for a second. One thing I found interesting when I was doing some homework on you before this interview was that your campaign logo prominently features your very distinctive pair of dark, round glasses. Right. What's the story behind those signature specs? So I don't have vision insurance. And a few years ago, I needed new prescription glasses. And if you go out to an optometrist and you buy a pair, it runs you somewhere in the three four $400 range for a new pair of glasses. And I thought that was ridiculous. That it shouldn't cost three or four hundred dollars to get a new pair. Like they're basically round plastic circles that's grinded to a specific curve. Um, I just don't think they're worth three hundred dollars. And so I looked around and I found that you can buy glasses online for really cheap. And I got the pair that I'm wearing today for less than ten dollars shipped to me, including the prescription lens with anti-scratch, anti-glare coating by just buying it online. And and they happen to be on sale probably because they're really ugly. Um, so I joked that these are my birth control glasses. <laughs> well, and it seems like that same strategy of of competing uh, through different vendors and and finding different sources uh, to purchase certain products uh, that can improve your healthcare eyesight is an important part of your healthcare uh, is is you know a market based solution that we can't really apply to all areas of healthcare. What are your thoughts on that? So I think having more competition more free market would be helpful. For example, uh, in terms of medications and drugs, as a patient, you can only buy drugs within the country. You can't buy from Canada or Mexico, even though drugs cost half the price there. And it's the same drugs you can buy here. It's made in the same factory, shipped to Canada, sold for half the price. And so because the pharmaceutical industry has written the law so that they have a monopoly on the market here, they can charge what they want, and we're paying more than I think a fair price. So, Stan, as we close today, give us your thoughts on why you're going to win in November and what advice do you have for all of us when you do? <laughs> so, regarding the advice, call me back on November 4th, November 5th, and I'll give you my advice then. Okay. I think it's pretty much to do that today. Um, and I'll hopefully learn a lot between now and then. I'll have better advice come November. Going out and meeting people, the response has been very positive. Uh, from all kinds of people, people from all kinds of backgrounds. If you come take a look at my website and take a look at my platform, which you could at www.stantran.us, my ideas are not rooted in ideology. They are rooted in pragmatism. I look at the problems and I think about how to fix it. And so my ideas are more original ideas that you don't really hear Democrats or Republicans talking about. And I think these are ideas that can solve issues. Like, uh, I... I'd say the Obamacare 
or the Affordable Care Act hasn't made healthcare cheaper, and that's something we can all agree. So it's how, how do we make healthcare more affordable? Everybody wants that. Both Democrats and Republicans want that. And so we can take a look at that and work together to get that done. And that's the approach I take. Um, and so people have responded very positively, and I think that's what it takes to build a consensus uh, to win in the state. I also think that I sound different than your average politician. Like I'm very specific about where I stand, including social issues on things like abortion and, and gun laws, which most politicians will never say on record, or will, will be very hesitant to say on record where you challenge these issues. And so I'm, I'm just very open and honest about where I stand, and I think it's important to have discussions about difficult topics, and that's why I'm doing this. So I give good answers. I try to give good answers to people when they ask me questions, and I think I get credit for that. So hopefully, um, people will recognize that and will vote for me come November. Well, and you've certainly been candid with me today, and, and I look forward to calling you back in November and getting some of that sage advice. Stan, best of luck with the rest of your campaign uh, throughout the entire process, uh, and thanks for taking time to talk to us today on Radio Rounds. Great. Thank you so much, John. That was Stan Tran, a fourth-year medical student who is running for Congress in Rhode Island's 1st District. For more information on his campaign and upcoming primary elections, please visit his website at www.stantran.us. Remember that you can download podcasts of all past episodes. Just search the iTunes store for Radio Rounds or visit www.radiorounds.org. You can also contact our team via email, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. All of that information at radiorounds.org. Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. Sponsored by the American Medical Association. Providing group disability and life insurance to students and residents through participating educational institutions. Visit us at medplusadvantage.com. AMA Insurance is pleased to introduce an individual disability insurance plan called Essentials for MedPlus Advantage participants. Through this plan, eligible graduating medical students have a special one-time opportunity to apply for high-quality individual disability insurance with no intrusive or time-consuming medical exams and only a few basic questions, and with discounted premiums. Apply now as the enrollment period ends soon. Of course, please remember that the views and opinions expressed on Radio Rounds are not representative of the views and opinions of the partners of Radio Rounds. Thanks so much for joining us for our Season 11 premiere, everyone, and have a fantastic week. For our entire staff here at Radio Rounds, I'm John Corker, and one day, I'll be your doctor.